Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what is up with cars uh i'm you know what this week i'm john bishop who cares you know and i am chunt i'm sorry one more time and i am chunt you can just give give it to you one one more once and i am chunt with six t's the okay uh, the shapeshifter okay see the the knowledge that it had six t's was what what helped me there uh mm-hmm. I, I wasn't hearing them but but knowing they're there helps me understand mm-hmm. uh yeah we lied i can't and we're keep this getting up. nuts no we, we lied i'm lucas and he's john i'm sorry john what are you doing i'm so, i can't keep this up i i can't keep this facade they trust us so much and like what's the what's the point of of keeping this facade up i'm lucas southworth he's john bishop what do you mean facade you didn't you didn't get your name legally changed? Uh, no, I did not. Did you get your name legally changed to Chunt with six T's? Oh, no. Real quick, are all the T's right at the end, or where are the T's located? I assume it's like C-H-U-N-T-T-T-T-T, or am I incorrect in that? That is, that is correct. Okay, cool. Well, we've really done it this time, so your hosts are now Lucas Southworth and Chunt, I guess. Do you know how difficult we're doing? Do you know how difficult it is to get your name changed right now? I can't imagine it's that easy, even in normal times. And then, like, you've got the added difficulty of like just willing yourself to go outside right now. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Well, anyway, there's that. Okay, what are we uh, talking about today, Chunt? Well, instead of legal proceedings for name changes, I guess we're going to talk about. uh, I don't. I don't know. Hot Wheels. Let's talk about Hot Wheels. I love it. Let's expand it a bit to just like, I don't know, tiny, tiny vehicles. We've seen some tiny vehicles in the cars first. I've seen some tiny vehicles in my lifetime. That sounds like it's like small ones. This this one's the small ones episode. We haven't come up with a fun, fun title yet. Um, I got nothing. Yeah, me I got neither. Nothing. I feel like there should be something with miniature, but I haven't gotten there yet. Hopefully I have by the time you read the title of this episode. But that we'll do that on our own time. Right now, we're going to do some of our classic theory crafting. John, would you like... Uh, I'm so sorry. Chunt, would you like to start? Oh, I thought you were like about to do an inner monologue thing. Because yeah. you know, I thought your name was John. No. But, uh, okay, so where to start? Um uh theory crafting oh boy uh-huh chunt so is not it, a normal name it's not you shouldn't have changed your name to it okay but you so, did, and it's, so hot wheels I'm, those are those aren't monkeys because monkeys is monkeys uh-huh. uh and i want to say rats though because they're cars are hot wheels are hot wheels finders oh like like tiny people mm-hmm. like tiny 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 people yeah like honey i shrunk the people okay like proportionately like that would work pretty well for some of like the very small people the uh, uh the problem with that theory is that if we assume that there has to be like actual car mechanics in there that's going to be real difficult for something that small yeah but they don't necessarily need the car mechanics uh if they do exist just because we've seen like bicycles be able to, well, we haven't seen bicycles move. We've seen evidence that there are alive bicycles in this world. Mm-hmm. Well, at least evidence that there are uh, bicycle heads mounted. Yes, which we have extrapolated to those two other points that I said. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got finders. 
what do they do in this world? Are we talking like Secret Life of Arietti or are we talking like uh, Ant Bully? I can't say that I'm that familiar with either of these two properties you've brought out, but I don't know. I would say they're just like a society, like a hidden society, you know, of just tiny people. They go about their business, uh, sort of like a fairy or pixie is what I was thinking. Okay. Almost, society. So we're thinking like these are just fairies. These are the fae of this world. Yeah. That's which nice. nice. We have seen one example of an extremely small car, and okay, it is in fact the the VW Beetle, who's very very tiny. And we've been working on under the assumption that those are just bugs because they're treated like bugs and they're known. But it is a car. It is, is a car, thing. and it does have wings that could be fairy wings. Yeah, the, it it like if you just. Like, since you would replace any car with a person, if you replaced that car with a person, it's, like, all the way there to a fairy. It's small and has wings. And it seems to have a certain amount of personality and, like, almost sentience to it that we've seen uh, across some of the the various iterations of it showing up. And we have seen just regular VW Beetles. Yeah, so it's, like... I I know we've done an episode on like birds and the VW beetles is I think what we called it. So we've probably made these points before. Like, can you imagine if a bug just looked like you? That'd be bad. Huh? I'd hate it a lot. I'll tell you that much for free. Now, where do I see this bug? Uh, you've seen it up close, I think exclusively around Radiator Springs. So uh, are we talking like these aren't bugs that look exactly like people that are common? They could be common. Like, we see evidence of other, like, bug-like creatures, specifically ones that get shot into the face of one unlucky car in a training scene. Another question. Yeah. By exactly like me, do you mean human or exactly like me? I think just human, but it's possible they look, they have a striking uh, resemblance to you, much like from the film Epic, which I never saw. Hmm. Okay. Well, now is as good a time as any. It's not. I should have said this a while ago for the uh, not so fun fact of the day. <laughs> sure. All right. So the not so fun fact of the day is about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. And that is that the wonderful actor that you see in that movie, Rick Moranis, uh, sure. he had a great career going for him. And a lot of people were wondering... Uh, what happened to him? And the answer is he ended up, uh, you know, taking a break from his career so that he could take care of his kids. And that is uh, nice until you find out that it is because of his wife's passing. Oof. So that is a very not fun fact of the day. Rick yeah, Manis <laughs> is a great guy. Yeah. Okay. That's another great way to look at it is that. Rick Moranis is just a stand-up guy and mm-hmm. the way I will choose to look at it because mm-hmm. it's a sad thing that you told us. Yep. I was wanting to not say it, but then I realized that it's weird for me to say, oh, he's spending time with his kids. That's the sad thing. No, that that's the happy part. Yeah. I guess a fun little bit is that there was a sequel to those movies called Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and that's just a crazy name. Yeah, I, I get the issue because it's like they make them very large, right? I've never seen it, but I've always assumed that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about him making his like toddler a giant. I don't know what other like verb I would put there. Uh, so I get the issue. Like I grew the kids. That doesn't sound good. But blew up has another like connotation that's much worse. If you just tell your significant other, listen, sit down for a second, honey. I blew up the kids. <laughs> that See, conversation won't go well. There are worse sounding things, I guess, but. Blew up has a very specific thing that it calls to mind, and it's not made bigger. Like, blow it up on the screen there might, in context, seem more like that. But typically, if you say, I blew something up, it means it, it done exploded. Yeah, honey, I enlarged the kids. That Honey, I gianted the kid. Why not just say, embiggened? <laughs> honey, the baby's big. <laughs> honey, I, I... I embiggened the baby. <laughs> Honey, baby's large. Honey, 
I did something bad again. Honey, it happened again, but in a different way. Honey, look outside. Less dangerous for our children, I'll say, sort of. I don't know. You see a giant all of a sudden, like, destroying the city. The military is probably going to hurt your kid. Yeah, but they have a much less, much lower chance of being eaten in a bowl of Cheerios, you know? Yeah, but also they might become a cannibal and eat people like Cheerios. That's what I'm saying. It's more dangerous, I'd say, maybe in general, for less dangerous for the else. baby. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah, we were talking about f- fairy beetles. Yes, we were. And right. their appearance being very much like or just similar to people. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, what if you're in your house and you've never heard of these bugs before that look like people? And you see one, and it's just on your counter, like, stealing some food from you, and it's straight up just you. Okay. I mean, does it look like what I have been trained by the media to, like, associate with a fairy or pixie or tiny fae folk? No, it is a uh, two-inch tall you. Exactly. Wings? No wings. Well, I mean, first, I I put a cup over it, at the very least. Okay. What if it starts (laughs) shouting? If it can talk, then we talk. Obviously, if it can talk, then it has some amount of sentience. You don't know if it's talking, but it's definitely making noise. I mean... And it's very expressive. I feel like I would be able to recognize signs of intelligence by, like, gesture or whatnot. So I would maybe turn the cup over and hope it couldn't get out and be like, let's talk, what's your deal? You look like me, but small? Are you a time-traveling me whose time machine had a bad malfunction? That would be my first assumption, probably. See, I would assume some sort of dark magic. Hmm. Interesting that I go sci-fi, you go fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I, honestly, knowing us, I would have assumed that would have been backwards, but who knows? Yep. It's just, it's so out there for me that I can't uh, imagine that it would be scientifically possible and me having had no idea that that was a thing yet. That's fair enough, yeah. But yeah, I'd put him in a cup and we would talk it out. I would be very wary of him because like, even if I don't think it's dark magics, some part of me is like, this is not natural and right, and I am very wary of it in general. All right, fair enough. Now, if these people existed, and they don't necessarily look exactly like us, but they look like people, and sure, they have wings, they just look like people in general, and you know about them as bugs... I don't know. Would you keep one as a pet? That'd be weird, right? I mean, again, it comes down to sentience. If they are sentient people, that is deeply, deeply wrong. Our science has shown they have as much mental ability as, like, at most a rat. Some people would keep them as pets. It would still make me deeply uncomfortable, so I probably wouldn't do it. Okay. Now, how big until you can no longer even pretend that it's okay to keep them as a pet? I don't know. I feel like there comes a point where they stop looking like comically shrunk human beings and start looking like, I don't know, toddler sized. See, for me, it's way before toddler size. Okay, that's fair. I I mean, I never wanted them as a pet. I want that to be on the record, the official chat record. Understood. Completely understood. But I would maybe more morally object to like if a friend was like, I got one of the weird uh, small folk uh, as a pet. I would feel obligated to say something at a, probably about like toddler height. Okay. Okay. Huh. Well, time for a interesting fact of the day. It seems the shortest person in the world currently is Gul Muhammad at one foot and ten inches. Okay. See, I was thinking that uh, I wouldn't be okay with people having these things as pets uh, at, like, four or more inches. Maybe five. Because, like, if it's starting to get bigger than my toys, it starts just being a person. That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to change my answer to that. I, I don't I, I don't want them to be pets at all. <laughs> it's actually have, what I've changed my answer to. <laughs> I could have a confirmation that they have absolutely no sentience. And at, like, five inches, I don't know if I care. Yeah, like, who knows? I don't... Now, if this were a situation where they were around our entire lives, I'm sure we'd think differently. Of course. But But, if they just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. 
at first, like, I'm going to wait a few months anyway, just to the point of like, oh, what if they develop sentience? That's fair. Yeah. Like, at the very least, let like everyone else get them almost like gremlin style to see if some they turn or something. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, gets one of them wet. One of them uh, eats after midnight. Yeah. Like, eat, no matter what, if these things just appear, I... I will not trust them in general. Especially if it's like really localized of, oh, it's it's just in Kentucky. Nowhere else in the world. They're coming out of a portal or a rift or like a cave that we, a mine we dug just too far. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Balrog style. But it's uh, That different. earthquake was actually them being summoned. Oof. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so... <clears throat> Are these small cars gremlins? You know, I don't know that we have enough evidence to not call them gremlins, especially since, you know, we're completely inventing a species within this that we've never seen and really have no evidence exists. Lucas, what if they're like Pokemon? What if like toy cars and toy vehicles in general are all just like Pokemon in this world? Okay, I'm willing to hear that. Uh, I will point out that some Pokemon are like 50 feet tall. I mean, some creatures in this world are like 50 feet tall. No, yeah, but like you were saying specifically the toys. Well, I guess there are some big toys in this world. Mm-hmm. The only difference between men and boys is the size of their toys. That's a weird quote that I don't particularly care for. But like, if you think about it, like if we, if we're assuming these exist, I feel like we have to be going off of like a, cars continued from our universe uh like timeline yes but if you think about it there are tons and tons and tons of uh like toy trucks toy toy planes toy boats there are models of all of those like model collectors get there are oh i've just remembered the question from liz so i'm gonna do the question from liz uh all right (laughs) it's pretty good uh both of our significant others are named elizabeth they ask us questions we don't tell you which is which that's the joke i guess but this week the question from liz has two specific things she wants to know about one of them i just remembered but one was planned the whole time the first is tech decks which is very good uh i don't know we've called skateboards lizards in the past so I don't know, tech decks are very, very small lizards, maybe. Mm-hmm. The other is severely more concerning, and that is, how about ships in a bottle? That's just goldfish. Ooh, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I could see that. Or anything that's like in a in a cage normally. But or <clears throat> a captured perhaps. fairy of some sort. Is it Nib. either captured fairy or it could be taxidermy? Don't love that either. Fair I'm, I'm looking at all of our options here. I'm not a fan of any of them. Specifically, if we're assuming like all the cars come to life, like the toy cars come to life, and they're like, ah, well, we're the Fey folk, which to me would assume that a ship in a bottle would come to life and be like, I'm one of the water fairies, and then be like, oh, well, I fully can't get out of this. Okay. And that would be their lot in life. Fair enough. But counter-proposal. Uh-huh. Uh, Big Mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> okay. That is a hell of a counter-proposal. I would love to hear just a, a few words on it. Uh, ship and Bottle is uh-huh. Big Mouth Billy Bass. Uh, sure. filet fish Give me that filet fish Give me that fish. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you've said all you need to. Uh, I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah, yeah, we we got there, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, if tech decks exist and are sentient, uh, going back to that, I would say they're just like smaller lizards. Like geckos? Yeah, and like skateboards are like, I don't know, iguanas. And then like longboards are like Komodo dragons or alligators. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like... Uh, those very small skateboards that I had one once. I don't know why they're that small, but they exist. Yeah, they could be like a chameleon uh, Mm -hmm. and have camouflage because of that. Yep. 
which is kind of terrifying because if you've ever stepped on a skateboard you didn't see there, uh, it's very easy to kill yourself. Yeah, but it's much less terrifying in a world where you're a car on four points of balance at all times. You say that, and I'll agree on the sense that you won't hurt yourself in any way, but you will you're, kill a lizard. You're definitely going to kill it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, very sad. You step on something in this world, it can bark, it can uh, hiss, it can run away. You run something over in any world, it's going to die. Yeah. Even if you're going slow or doing the car waddle, you're just too heavy. Mm-hmm. You're just and, too heavy. I mean, I guess best case scenario, at the point where you realize you're running something over, you've still broken it. It may not be dead, but it you're going to want to put it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. What's, I, don't, I don't know. What's a snake? See, that's challenging because it can't have wheels. Because, like, it can't, we can't make it a train, can we? Like a, a model train? That would imply that the normal size trains are massive, massive snakes that we have mm-hmm. already given godlike abilities and we know have the ability to talk. Yep. Hmm. Which is not something I'm necessarily against, but they do have wheels they're just on a track all right they've got I the link ask. i see where you're coming from what's the name of the world killing serpent Jormungandr? not something i know off the top of my head i can google it i guess okay i just don't know how to pronounce it north mythology big snake hmm okay let's see pronounced Jormungandr. that can't Jormungandr. be right <laughs> It's Jormungander. It's Jormungander. Uh, <laughs> nice mm-hmm. to meet you. My name's Gander. Jormungander. No, yeah, I'm I'm getting Jormungand and Jormungander. Huh, okay. okay. Sure. All right, so every single train is a world-eating snake. They're just, like, chill, though. They, they They're don't real chill about it. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they could at any point, but why would Some they? of them probably have but then Mater was not happy. Mm. Or they ate just other worlds. Like maybe that maybe we're the only one in the solar system or there are several less than the solar system in this universe. Mm-hmm. Mars completely gone. Oops. Ah, that gets rid of all the, all the rovers. Yep. Poor John Jones. Man, have we talked, we've, we've done a space episode. So we've had to talk about like the curiosity and opportunity and the Mars rovers. One episode we talked about, uh, I think it's birthday and or uh, last day. Yeah. I want to say it was curiosity that we talked about. Opportunity went offline. I think curiosity sings itself. Happy birthday. Then I think we've talked about both of them. All right. In our world, I really like curiosity singing itself. Happy birthday. It's something we didn't have to do and fun technology and just showing scientists like putting life into science and their world, it's deeply, deeply troubling because that's a sentient being alone on Mars. But mm-hmm. and no one came to its birthday party. Ah, uh, that's rough. All right, so let's talk about these uh, rubber band planes. Yeah, we we kind of gotta, we kind of got to, you know. We've seen just regular plane things. We've seen uh, VW Beetles with wings, and we've also seen toy planes, like actual toy planes. And we've seen them fly, and we've seen them have rubber bands. And tiny little rubber band plane babies. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, what the heck? So, uh, (laughs) what's up with that specifically in cars? Mm -hmm. Those are birds, but they're clearly less evolved birds than other birds. I mean, maybe. No, the, the planes in Paris that are just planes but small are clearly supposed to be pigeons. Mm Mm-hmm. Or as we've mentioned before, maybe they're just babies. Yeah, with weird pigeon marking pigeon markings on them, but they mm-hmm. mean something else in their universe. They have scales for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's deeply upsetting. All right, is there a bird in our world that is somehow just significantly less evolved? That'd be like a dinosaur. So I guess so like chicken. Yeah, chicken, but it can fly and go in tree and have nest. It can fly, go in tree, and have nest. And they don't in some way, like, deify it because they love dinosaurs. They do love dinosaurs. That is an established fact. So we can totally see their internal organs. Yeah, 
at least like their musculature, right? Mm-hmm. That's deeply upsetting. Uh, that is, in fact, a rubber band. And uh, it's time for the fun fact that I had prepared of the day. Sure. And that is that the largest rubber band ball in the world weighs 4,097 kilograms or 9,032 pounds. It's quite which, a lot. Just to continue this fun fact, Richard Petty, he has a car that uh, King is based on, or The King is based on, and its curb weight is 1,742 kilograms or 3,841 pounds, which does in fact mean that this rubber band ball in our world weighs uh, more than double uh, a car that is confirmed to exist in their world. Yeah. The King Strip Weathers, I think, is his full name. Which makes me think about the fact that uh, if these bird planes exist, and mm-hmm. you can see their muscle that lets yeah. them fly, sure. and that's their like internal organ or something, uh-huh. that there's probably a world's largest rubber band ball, because of course there is, because culture is like mirrored, Ugh. which means there's just a ball of internal organs that is more than twice the size of a person just there for mm. people to look at. I didn't I didn't like the path that went down, but like I it went down it fine. I was there checking out along every stop and it was it was all there. Mm-hmm. It's deeply troubling. Yeah. So I don't know. Do we assume that like all toys become like the Fae folk? Because that would be a toy. But we said they were the Fae folk because they looked exactly like the the people, the general population. All right. If we're assuming Fae folk, then the only things that we would assume are necessarily Fae folk are the ones that are just straight up smaller cars or vehicles. That is clearly a toy vehicle. So if we see these bewinged uh, VW Beetles, we can say they're Fae folk. If we see a toy plane that is a bird... That's just a bird. Those pigeon planes, though, those might be fae folk. Okay. Sort of like a very avian-based fae folk, like how mm-hmm. you sort of see sometimes fairy interpretations are, like, feathered. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I don't know. It's definitely a bird. We're not going to get around the fact that the terrible rubber band plane is a bird because it has a nest and tiny babies that sort of chirp at it in the one and a half seconds it's on screen. If you're wondering... The past 10 minutes have been about a 1.5 second scene. Uh, Mm -hmm. A very troubling 1.5 second scene in the better of the Planes movies. Yeah, yeah. But like, it also looks like a people, but just a, it almost like how I would imagine like, like a Pinocchio would look to me, you know, Mm. like a marionette or like some, uh, like, golem or uh a gi joe maybe a gi joe what i'm trying to think of a word like simulacrum or something simulacrum yes that's the word is that something is am i remembering the definition of that word correctly would that sort of make sense for what i'm going for a thing made to resemble another thing yeah but like alive and spooky (laughs) or just a skeleton or much worse a half decayed body yeah like it's a zombie or a skeleton or a ghoul or a construct or something it has but it's a bird also it has to also be a bird is the issue i'm running into all right it has to be a bird but it also is a person and you can see straight through it and you see it's one big muscle that lets it fly yes um i can't think of a creature in our world that is like that. Because <laughs> I don't Matt. I don't think there are any creatures in our world that uh, just have their innards completely exposed like that. I mean, they're like the bioluminescent like creatures you can see through, but that's not the same. They have yeah. they have something, something on there. the outside. Yeah. And then there's that one example of a cow that I remember from my childhood where there was a hole in the cow. So that you could you like reach in to its stomach. And it was deeply troubling. And they showed me this, and I think, in elementary school. Don't like that. Very upsetting. Yeah. But yeah, they could just reach into this cow's stomach. And they pulled out some good old cud. Yeah, well. But I don't think I was think trying to these... make a joke about how that would be easier to milk. But I'd, it's 
I can't get there. It's it's too hard to make a joke about something so very troubling. Yeah, I think I'm distracted by how much I don't like the image of the cow with the hole in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so uh, the problem with that is that this bird and its children all have the same thing, so it's not like a science experiment, I don't think. It could be like some genetic, like passed on, like severe disorder or something this thing has, but I assume it's just what this species of bird looks like. I'm going to have to agree on that, uh, but it does bring me back to one of our earliest episodes. I believe it's episode four. Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Man, I shouldn't know that. <laughs> it's, uh, Go ahead. It's, maybe it's just this is a world where there's this weird change in the rules of magic, and cars became toys that were sentient and had personalities and whatnot, and lesser toys and lesser vehicles and whatnot became animals. So maybe this toy gained life but lost sentience. Yeah, or even just like taking away the the uh, need for the Toy Story connection, just we can assume something made all vehicles sentient. This is technically like sort of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So it sort of became sentient. It sort of became, it became alive, but not sentient. It's not a real boy, but it is real. Yeah. Which we haven't figured out the rubber band uh, airplane, but I do want to ask about, what about paper airplanes? Hmm. Well, here's the problem with paper airplanes. Uh Is that it's deeply unsettling to think about. And I don't want to. But the thing is, John, and I'm sort of springing uh, like a half-baked origin story on you in the middle of this. Within Disney, we have seen uh, living paper airplanes before. Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And a very, very good short. Yeah, and one of my all-time favorite uh, Disney or Pixar shorts, Paper Man, the the paper airplanes are alive. (laughs) And it... It's clearly got romantic interests because it's not even for itself. It's just wanting to unite this couple in love and it's adorable. Uh huh. So it clearly has a will of its own. Yeah, that the paper airplanes almost seem more like fae like uh, than the rubber band airplane we've seen. At least if we're assuming this is what paper airplanes behave like. I'm assuming that if the paper airplanes exist in this world, they could be Fay, And the VW Beetle, it could be Fay, And like Hot Wheels, those could be Fay. I'm assuming that this rubber band paper airplane is specifically just a bird. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bird, and it's weird because it's in a universe we're not in. Is, this is how birds are sometimes in this universe. See, I like the idea of because something has an engine, it is alive. And if it's a complex engine, it can have sentience. And if it's a non-complex engine, and by non-complex engine, I mean like a rubber band can be considered an engine because it provides uh, motion. That could just be a living creature. Hot Wheels, they don't have engines. If you so get like, have to be a remote control one, then of course it could be that, but... It, you're, I'm talking about general Hot Wheels without the engine. Um, then we're talking about paper airplane. If that thing's moving, it's clearly got to either be just the wind or, as some might put it, nature itself moving. Yeah. So perhaps uh, paper airplanes are just wind spirits. I could get behind that a lot, you know? Why not? When who can Who can say that the wind spirits wouldn't have? an interest in getting these two crazy kids together in Paper Man. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole Hot Wheels. You never see them in this world. You only see that one VW Beetle. Who knows? Maybe that one VW Beetle is like a remote control type thing. Yeah, we we never see like borrowers in our world or in the movies mm-hmm. that they act, we are confirmed exist. They like hide from humans. Mm-hmm. So... so- the, the smaller vehicles that definitely exist in our world, we don't see them in this world. That doesn't mean they're not there. It just means that maybe they're hiding. Now, this is super tiny. 
you made a distinction between normal Hot Wheels and like a remote control Hot Wheels because of the engine. And I followed that perfectly. But I'm curious what you think about like the pullback cars where you pull them back and that like, I always assumed it was something like rubber band-ish going on in there Mm -hmm. that like you pull them back and they go for like a little bit. Would you say those are more like the, uh, the rubber band plane? Yes. Which makes me think that if you've got an RC car, something with an actual electric motor in it, that one would just have to be a very, very small person. Yeah. Because the thing is, that's essentially the same thing as an electric vehicle. And if we think that electric vehicles exist in this world and are real and are people, then we have to acknowledge that a very small version of that would just be a very small version of people. So if you've got just a mechanical spring or, or like one of those uh, twisted uh, strands of metal that you can just crank until it will push the car forward, that's going to be like the rubber band vehicle. It's going to be a creature, a little critter, but it's not going to be the same thing as an electric car. I like all of this. The existence of tractors, I think, throws a wrench in it. Why is that? Because they have, I mean, basically a less powerful version of a car engine, do they not? And does a a cow not have a less powerful version of a brain? Yes, but like, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll allow it. And then there's the uh, weird idea behind it of, okay, so what if the difference is that only vehicles like tractors, specifically tractors, that you have to uh, separately put in oil are non-sentient. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> because there certainly are tractors that you don't have to put in oil separately, but who knows? Maybe we haven't noticed the small detail of only very specific tractors are used. Yeah, we've only really seen the tractor cows in cars and the like two tractor deer in planes too, mm-hmm. uh, who are just, you know, they were John Deere. It was, that was the joke. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that this theory can coexist with tractors now that I thought a little bit more about it. I think it makes the theory maybe a little bit more complicated, maybe a little bit less likely almost, but I think it still works. I don't know, like the difference in levels of complication could be the difference between you got this tiny little RC electric motor that's like a bug. And then you've got a cow, which is a tractor, which is a very non-complex engine. And you've got the very complex engine that's a car. I'm saying if we're assuming that like RC cars are sentient people. Oh, yes, of course. Electricity, they're Frankenstein people. They're Frankenstein borrowers. You know what? Why not? Who cares? It's our show. That's what we say. There's Mm -hmm. one more example of a tiny vehicle I want to talk about. It's one of the ones I texted to you when I had this idea. All right. And that is the Roombas that we see Mm -hmm. in plane. Most of our evidence comes from planes, fire and rescue, because I think just the further they get away from the main, the original cars, the more like nonsense they're willing to throw in there. Mm -hmm. But there are what seem to be sentient Roombas in the party scene in planes fire and rescue now what makes you say they seem sentient everyone seems like cool that they're there you know it's not like these animals got in uh they have the eyes uh and they seem to be just you know cleaning up so i assumed that they were like some like sort of janitorial staff now what if they're just really well-trained animals that's fair you know, They're that could be really very fun. Well-trained dogs or cats that are trained specifically to clean up after party guests who drop things on account of you know, not having hands. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I do have a wiki quote that will illuminate some about the room, but I just sort of wanted to hear our initial thoughts about them oh, before no. going to the, I don't know, you already know it's the wiki quote of the day of the week. Give me that of the day of the week. <clears throat> oh, you got it, bud. This week we're going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash d dot o dot n dot. This is, in fact, the Roomba. His name's Don. 
Oh, no. Uh, you know, I'm just going to read the full page this time. Dirt and odor neutralizer, D-O-N, are cleaning vehicles. Uh, in Plains Fire and Rescue, some of them are seen working in the Grand Fuselage at Piston Peak National Park. And then we go down to the bio, which it has been a minute since we've had a deeply troubling official bio. So I'm very excited to read this to you. Uh, mm. It is originally designed for the military. <laughs> this housekeeper was adapted to clean floors using intelligent adaptive mapping technology known as Dawn Dirt and Odor Neutralizer. It hunts down bacteria, dust, and grime with extreme prejudice. With a patented four-stage process, the housekeeper locates dirt, stalks it, tricks the dirt into thinking it can't see it, and then eliminates it without mercy. So they're war dogs. Yeah. It's so important that you know that they have the eyes, so they're definitely alive. Because I could see me reading that and you thinking, oh, so they're just machines. If they are machines, they're at least alive Mm -hmm. also. So the way that was described, it doesn't sound Uh like they were trained. It doesn't sound like they were animals that they had, that they trained. No, it does not. (laughs) It sounds like these were some sort of biomechanical experiment, which leads me to believe that uh, you know how they have the obsession with dinosaurs. And you know how Roombas could be said to look like that extremely ancient uh, creature that is still alive to this day. Yeah, they look sort of like cephalopod-ish. So uh, my proposal is, what if they're trained raptors? These are Jurassic World-style trained military raptors that are taught to clean. I would assume they have to have some sort of... They are. I think they're trained and experimented on, but they also have... And you said this, actually. They have to have some mechanical bits in them that aren't like past, you know, how cars have mechanical bits Mm -hmm. because it specifically says that they use intelligent adaptive mapping technology. So they got like, like chips in their brain and stuff. Yep. They got chips in their brain. They got, uh, their poison sacks have been replaced with cleaning sacks. It's, it's deeply like, we have said the phrase deeply upsetting at least four times this episode, which is, I don't know, probably about par for the course. But like, I need you to separate the other deeply upsettings from this, this bio of the Roomba, who again appears for like four seconds in Planes, Fire, and Rescue. Planes, Fire, and Rescue is very good at uh, making small moments deeply troubling. It's very good at it. Oh, one, it's up there with Cars 2. Planes and Cars 2 are the best at just being like, oh, here's something, and us being like, wait, no, you can't just, and they're like, we've moved on. (laughs) Keep up. You're still talking about that? No, there are 30 other things that have happened (laughs) that are equally bad. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Mecha Raptors, I guess, is what those things are. If not mecha-raptors, then some sort of animal that has been mechanically adapted to just hate dirt. Mm -hmm. They took a bunch of cats, and then they genetically and mechanically altered them to uh, kill dirt and grime. Yeah, and... It think I think the dirt the vacuum thinks that the dirt is alive. Mm-hmm. It hides from it, it. Yeah, it it locates dirt, stalks it, then tricks the dirt into thinking it can't see it. So, see, Lucas, that doesn't imply at all that it thinks that the dirt is alive. What that it is doing that is the dirt's alive. It's directly stating that the dirt can be tricked, and is. <laughs> It's not implying anything. It's directly stating that dirt in this world is alive. And, I guess, somewhat sentient. <laughs> There's so much that we that we already have that we have to talk about. We can't be... We can't paint ourselves into the corner 
of like every other episode saying, well, no, Dirt's alive. So we've got <laughs> to consider that. So I'm going to just do a veto on Dirt's alive <laughs> real quick. We're going to assume that specifically this time they're being playful in regards to that one description. See, I, I'm willing to to say that Dawn thinks Dirt is alive. Okay. Because what I think is they've adapted its natural killer instinct into that. Dawn mm-hmm. gets pleasure from murder, uh, but they've rewired him to get the greatest pleasure from murdering Dirt, which he thinks is alive. Instead of killing those uh, rubber band birds and the uh, crank and twist uh, cars, they they murdered Dirt now. So since they were originally designed for the military, that's something we gotta... (laughs) There are two Mm -hmm. possibilities. One, they weren't very effective at doing military stuff. Two... They were way, way, way too effective at doing military stuff. And there's like, a third option. Okay. A, a but, much more positive one, even. Sure. Go for it. Uh, the third option is that uh, the military started developing this cleaning technology. Uh, all conflict ended, and they decided, you know what? We're just going to start making cleaning products now. You know, I very much hope that's the case. <laughs> I want that one to be the case. Some part of me wants there to be an international treaty about Dawn, though, that is like, hey, we've gone too far this time. We've got to pull him back. And we obviously can't kill him. Hey, these mecha raptors, they're too powerful. We don't know how to kill him, but we can reprogram him to just only hate dirt. Mm -hmm. So I guess let's try that. Oh, boy. What does that say about how they view the enemy already? That it was simple to turn them from kill the enemy to kill dirt. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Kill. I mean, no matter what. Oh, Oh, no. Go. Okay. There's been a lot of social issues uh, recently in which uh, the disenfranchised are targeted by our overly militarized police. Oof. So oh, no. one could bring this to a point of what is dirt similar to? You could say rust. Oof. What if Don was made to kill rusty cars? That's pretty bad, man. <laughs> oh, no. And I mean, no matter what like uh, synonym you use for dirt applied to the enemy, it's not great. Mm-hmm. Filth, trash, even like bugs. Uh, Like there's an episode of Black Mirror, actually, in which soldiers are reprogrammed to view. I think like if I remember right, uh, they are immigrants as Mm -hmm. literal roaches. And then one person joins the roaches when their programming fails. And that was so very deeply upsetting. Yeah. Hmm. There's actually a video game that's got a similar thing to it, except what it is, is they give the military a drug and the drug basically makes them really, really into killing. And it makes the world pretty and beautiful and fun and exciting. And it makes them want to, like, be very active. And if they're told to kill, they're suggestible, so they'll do it and they'll be happy about it. And you better not let that drug wear off because then you'll realize how terrible you've just been. That is very bad. Mm-hmm. Whatever you've sent me in the chat, I get the link doesn't work. <laughs> it's a picture of a mecha raptor. Oh, okay. I, I've got a pretty good idea of what a mecha raptor looks like. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, there's no happy, happy way to think about this other than the military decided to disband and start making cleaning products. So let's pretend that's what it was. Yeah, keep it in. You should keep it in your mind that, like, there are some other possibilities <laughs> so you're not taken by surprise if those oh, end up boy. being true. But we'll, we'll, we'll hope that the military was just like, we got nothing to do. <laughs> I guess let's make a cool vacuum who is also a dog or something. Uh, yep, 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 yep. But even that, John, 
even the morals of reprogramming a dog or something to be a vacuum is bad. All right. Let's think about it this way. Yeah. Cars 2 came out in 2011. Sure. Planes, Fire, and Rescue, I think, was 2013. Something like that, yeah. Which very obviously uh, means that Mater had just solved the last world conflict. So, (laughs) sure. Of course, the military no longer had anyone to hunt down because he had just found the last, uh, like, world super evil person and made her took care of everything. So that's why they decided to just make cleaning products after that. I guess you could compare it to... Have you ever seen how... Lemons or rusty cars? I, I guess you could... Have you ever seen the thing where, like, you can hire a bunch of goats to come eat your lawn instead of mowing it yes i guess it's sort of similar to that but it they they do in it only they did make the the goats cyborgs to make them better at it all right so are we assuming there were cats their dogs or goats let's see i feel like due to the the predator nature yeah. i'm gonna go with cats that was that was where that's where i was going as well all right so they've got cats that are now mecha cats, which of course means that this is not a sequel to something, but a prequel, prequel to Voltron. To Voltron. <laughs> okay, sorry, I, I stole that from you. I just wanted to see if I I, I got there first. Well, yep. you got there first, but you you got it. Hit the nail on the head. This is a prequel to Voltron. <laughs> this is in fact an origin story. For Voltron, mm-hmm. except you know the big robot cats; those were Roombas at some point. <laughs> That's the logical leap you have to make for this one. Mm-hmm. Logical Why leap. Why even put Roomba cat? Yeah, they didn't have to put Roombas in their movie. We wouldn't have twenty minutes of content if they didn't do that. They don't have to do these things. I don't know. What if that's one of their selling points? Is hey, we'll advertise Roombas. <laughs> Well, no, I, I I couldn't find Don originally because I typed in Roomba uh, in the uh, uh, World of Cars search bar, uh, and I I had to type in vacuum to find him. Roomba didn't bring up any results. He's not called a Roomba at any point. Okay, but I will say, when you think of little tiny vacuum that vacuums your house for you, you think Roomba. Oh, you for sure think Roomba, so it could still work as like some form of product placement for them Mm -hmm. boy howdy Roomba cats I'm going I just I need to make sure he's not sentient (laughs) yeah as far as as far as this say says I I can't find anything because like a a cat can want to locate something stalk it trick it and then eliminate it without Mm -hmm. mercy especially a robot cat Mm -hmm. a militarized robot cat a militarized cyber cat who that's what Roombas are okay i mean if you really think about it that's kind of what they are anyway they sleep most of the day uh they get in and under things that you wouldn't really expect them to sometimes generally you leave them on their own and they're fine but you have to provide sustenance for them and that's pretty much it occasionally you'll have to change out their box for them I don't know that militarized fits anything, but Cybercat, yes, I, that works well enough. Okay. Uh, I will say militarized comes in from, if you've ever watched enough Vine, you will see militarized versions of Roombas. Yeah. Oh, man. You could, you could do the fun knife, strap a knife to Dawn game strap that a knife, people like Put some to balloons. Do. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Don Definitely. would be very good at it. He would. He if you would put dirt stalk. on the balloons or in the balloons. Oh, no. Then he'd be spreading it and he wouldn't want that. But he has to kill it. And to kill it, he would have to like get it out of the balloons and suck it up where he thinks he's killed it. Okay. Okay. See, one thing that I'm hoping Don doesn't do that cats do is that uh, cats will kill and then just like leave it on your doorstep or worse bring it to your bed to show off so uh what if these roombas did that they would just clean the entire house and then dump all of it on you while you're sleeping that wouldn't be great 
maybe they would just come up to you and like open their top and be like, I got all this. And you'd be like, okay, cool. And that would maybe be like an automatic time for you to know when to clean it. Okay, fair enough. It does have squishy bit in there, though. It's got vacuum and squishy bit in there. We got we can't forget that. You do Less not squishy twist bit those two. than normal because, again, a lot of it has been replaced with biomechanics mm-hmm. from the military. Sorry, the fact that the military made Roombas is very, very funny to me. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we've seen some uh, tough military fights, but we haven't seen any modern military fights. So maybe that's what the military just became. No, yeah, again, your theory of maybe the world is so peaceful, the military's just run out of weapons to R&D, so they're R&Ding vacuums that mm-hmm. are alive and cats, but also half cyber. <laughs> Which, yep. again, deeply upsetting. If I found out the U.S. military was doing experiments on cats to make them vacuums, I wouldn't be happy about it. I would be as actively upset with the U.S. military as I usually am, but... See, but you'd have to think about the fact that what that is, is the after product of they were going to make it to do something much, much worse. That's fair. And you're only finding out that they're now making them into vacuums after they decided not to do the other thing they were doing. I don't like any part of it. Military, I'm sure you're listening. Don't make cats into vacuums. I agree. Don't make cats into vacuums. Also, just like sort of chill out a little bit, but I've asked you that a lot (laughs) in the past. (sighs) Okay. Oh boy. I've been looking at raptors for a while. I could have guessed that. Uh, Any other tiny vehicles we we need to cover? Boxcar derby things. Oh, like, like, okay. Hmm. Those are pretty mid-size. Yeah. Boxcars. But boxcar, I'm thinking of the ones that the kids actually get in, right? Yeah, Not like the, the trash just cans. like tiny ones. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> are those full? Those are usually fully propelled by gravity. Yeah. Yeah. So are, they so wouldn't those be. Sentient. By our logic, would be animals, and they would be very domesticated animals, but they would be riding animals. But well, if we are going by your theory of the more complex the engine, the more sentient they are. They don't got an engine at all. They've got like a steering mechanism. So are you proposing that they're also fey? Yeah, just like big ones. <laughs> it's they're like very big, big ones. Are those like just, I don't know, orcs or goblins? Yeah, I was going to say maybe goblins. <laughs> oh, they're trolls. <laughs> trolls would be good too. Oh boy. You're but, trying to cross a bridge and then a box cart rolls out. I wouldn't be happy about it. I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like I would, you know. Okay. Oh boy. That's probably enough. I hope we so. Probably. We probably I'm just fixated enough. on raptors right now, man. That's fair. If it helps think of them as Roombas. Uh I really can't but, say that that would help. Yeah, I don't know why it would. We're going to end the episode now. This Okey is the dope. end of the episode. Yep. Right now, but like later because we say stuff, but like it's like the beginning of the end. You've heard that phrase? You get it. Anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening to our podcast. It's about cars, so it's really cool that you do that, uh, seeing that it's about cars. Uh, But we really appreciate that. Uh, If you want to send us uh, any sort of ideas or suggestions or uh, specific suggestions for some of the like more specific shows we do, like uh, origin stories about movies that could be prequels to cars uh moments in history uh where we just look at human history but what if they're cars you get it Mm -hmm. Uh, or if you just got general questions we've been aching to do another just full audience question episode so if you got those send them our way uh you can do so i just realized i haven't said uh at our email which is the at gmail.com or on Twitter, at the Kachat, you can either tweet them directly at us or DM us. John, say the stuff you say. Sorry, Chunt, say the stuff you say. Man, I thought it was another internal dialogue. That's, uh, that's it's something. Yeah, I did say yeah, dialogue, because yeah. now you are two people. Uh, Ooh. Uh, well, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and I guess follow me on uh, Google Gmail. 
that's uh, chuntwith6ts at gmail.com. In case you you're curious. you got to scoop that. In case you're curious, that is, in fact, actually already owned by someone. And that uh. is chuntwith6ts from the Magic Tavern. Uh, Lucas didn't figure that out the entire time because I'm guessing he doesn't listen to it. Uh, well, remember to like, comment, subscribe. Tell anyone who would possibly want to listen to this very, very strange podcast. And also, thank you for listening. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Lucas Southworth. And I am Chunt. Remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer. I'm so mad that that wasn't an original name, man. Come on. Time.